Get your calculators out, ladies. It's officially about the money today and how to create it from nothing. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. This show is a part of the Biz Women Rock community. It is an organization filled with phenomenal business women just like yourself who are all in this game called entrepreneurship, trying every single day to build their businesses, grow their businesses, expand themselves to grow into whatever they want their companies to grow into. I would love to have you a part of our Facebook group, which is where we all hang out. Come join me. Go to bizwomenrock.com. Go opt in and you will get a personal invitation to join. Are you thinking of starting your own podcast as a part of your growth strategy in 2017? Or are you already a podcaster and know that you've got some work to do to grow your podcast and help it grow your business? Then you have to join me at PodFest Multimedia Expo in Orlando, Florida, February 23rd through 25th. Here is the deal. PodFest is the conference for independent podcasters, change makers, and those who want to get their message out. Do you want to make your message matter? I know you have one. Then you've got to join me at PodFest Multimedia Expo in 2017. Here's why PodFest is so special. Because unlike any other conference, you have got independent podcasters teaching each other what they know best and what they've learned throughout their time in podcasting. No big name headliner. This is all about your fellow podcasters connecting. This is so much about community. When you ask the prior attendees at PodFest in past years what they loved most, it was the community, the chance to really connect and deepen relationships with their fellow podcasters. And we get to learn from each other, everything from monetization to audience building. And there's going to be the technical stuff, of course, that anyone who's just stepping into podcasting would absolutely want to jump into. It's going to be a great time. I would love for you to join me there. Go to podfest.us, go read all about it, and go grab your ticket and secure your spot. I'll see you there. You are officially jumping into the very last part of the six-part series called Money Moxie. During this entire series, I have brought you women who represent a different vertical in business who showed you what their money looked like, how they brought in revenue, how they packaged certain things, how they viewed their money, how they created money, um, how they managed uh, all sorts of parts of their financial lives. And it has been an incredible education thus far. If you have not listened to any of those past episodes, I highly recommend that you go and do that. All you have to do is go into the backlog and go look up Money Moxie. You'll see all of them that come up. Today's episode is just you and me, girl. It is me talking about how I manifested over $15,000 in my business in one month. I'm giving you the entire roadmap of exactly how I created that revenue pretty much from scratch. But in order to tell that story properly and for you to understand the whole context, I have to start with a little bit of a backstory. (laughs) 
When Biz Women Rock is a podcast launched in February of 2014, I had no product. I had no particular service that I was doing. I was working an insane amount of hours in the local company that my husband and I owned. And um, I was really just trying to figure out what this podcast and then what this business called Biz Women Rock was all about. The only thing that I knew was that once I had actually launched a Facebook group shortly after the podcast launched, uh, and I understood and I could see that there was a way to directly interact in a multidimensional way with the listeners of my podcast and with other people who were just interested in Biz Women Rock as a brand and getting value out of what was happening both in the group and then on the podcast – I knew that there was opportunity there. So I put all of my energies into just building community, into making sure that there was value in the group, that there was value coming through here on this podcast, and just trusted that I would figure it out. So to sum up, for about two years, I just did a lot of trial and error as far as trying to uh, give product, give service, offer things that would be valuable to this community. And there were a lot of things. I had launched a book in that time. Um, I sort of uh, trialed out like mentoring a few years ago. Um, there was some programs that I had done, like a 30-day biz challenge. So there was a lot of like different things that I sort of tried out. And um, in 2015, right before I had my daughter, I launched a Facebook groups course called Facebook Groups Rock. And that was the first time that I had traction to what I had created. It is this online course that people can learn about how to utilize their Facebook groups to grow their business. So it was absolutely fantastic. Here was the challenge. Until about April of 2016, Biz Women Rock was a very small part of my week, meaning I had very few hours to dedicate to it. I was very, very busy working in our local company, um, and then I had my daughter, so life kind of stopped as I knew it for a little while. And then once I got vamped back up, I was still my time and attention was still needed in our local company. So. All of my little trials and errors and attempts to really make something, make a viable business out of Biz Women Rock um, were great, but nothing was happening quickly. It was all just sort of like slowly happening, okay? So in April of 2016, uh, a partner bought into our business uh, and pretty much bought me out. And so I was now able to spend 100% of my time working on this amazing community that I had built over the course of two plus years. And so one of the very first things that I did was I started with what I already had in front of me. I started with uh, my Facebook groups course and started just really getting clear on how to market that, how to make sure people knew about it, how to make sure that it was a valuable piece of education for people. Um, and and then that was about a month into this time period of Biz Women Rock getting my full attention. And then we pretty much like traveled the country for two months. <laughs> and for two months out of the summer, it was, uh, you know, it was seeing family. It was going to conferences. It was, uh, you know, kind of all around. And then I came back home to Tampa and I had surgery. Um, and so that kind of took me out of the game for a few weeks. So I'm telling you this whole story because there was this point in – August of 2016, where I felt very lost, very confused, and very like out of touch with what was going on, not only in my community, but with what I was really there to do. And if you have been in business at all, you probably have had one of these moments. 
So here is what I decided to do. And the roadmap that I'm about to give you is what manifested two five-figure months in a row. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Here are the steps on how I made over $15,000 in my business in just one month. The first thing I did is when July and August came around and I was feeling incredibly unfocused and unsure of what to do, the first thing I did is I dedicated uninterrupted time to get myself focused. What this meant for me is something I've spoken a lot about on here is I took myself away for a Katie retreat. It was two full days of me kind of at a place by the beach. It could be wherever you want, whatever it is. I just secluded myself for two days. I was not in a spa. It was not a luxurious vacation. It was work. And what I did on that retreat um, is into step number two, which is I got clear about what I actually wanted, like what I wanted this business to be and what I loved to do and how I could actually make sure that the things that I loved to do could be offered to my community in a way that they found value in. So what I did, practically speaking, was I started by Uh, writing up what I called my mompreneur mission statement. And perhaps you are not a mom or in the space of needing to understand yourself as a mom and a business owner. But at that point, that's kind of what I needed to decipher. But for you, that just may be your business mission statement. So I got really clear about my values as an entrepreneur, my values as a mother, my values as to what was important for me and why was this business important to me in the first place? And what am I here to do for this community of women that I have created and I'm lucky enough to lead? So I just started writing down like my mission statement and and what that meant and how many hours out of the week I really wanted to work and what kind of life did I really want to have and why was this business important to me? What What was it about this business that kept me continuing to show up and try. So I just wrote out a big thing called my mompreneur mission statement. For you, it could be your business mission statement and just got really clear about what my values were. And then I did something, uh, I did an exercise that I've alluded to a few times and it's called the decision-making matrix. And this is something that I created to help me see very objectively what I could actually spend my time working on and what I should spend my time working on. You know, raise your hand right now if you uh, find yourself sort of working on one thing over here and then one thing over here and then trying another thing. And, you know, pretty soon you've got like four or five things that you're juggling and you're not really sure. And they all have the potential to bring in revenue to your business, but none of them are really producing. And you think that the answer is, well, create something new, create something new. And that's actually not the answer. The answer is to get incredibly focused and zoned in to a few things that could be the most valuable to those that you serve and those things that you would really love to do, the things that bring you so much joy and to make sure those components are lining up. So I went and used this decision-making matrix and it basically outlined for me and I rated things according to, you know, how happy they made me and does my community need them and what is the potential for revenue and how quickly can I get this to market? So 
What I did was I itemized every type of product, service, offering that either I currently had or that I could think of that might be really interesting to have. And then I rated those across the board and gave them a score. And then I shuffled them and found out which ones had the highest scores. And the ones that had the highest scores were the ones that I knew I would love to do. They had great money potential. My community needed them and they were pretty quick to market. So once I saw which ones were up on top, then I made the decision on which ones I wanted to focus on. So that's step number three. I decided to put all of my attention, for me at the time, it was to the top four things. And for me, those four things on my decision-making matrix were my one-on-one coaching, my Facebook groups course, my resource library, and my Biz Women Rock retreat. Those were the things that came up. So... The next step is, is once I understood that these were the four things I wanted to focus on because, you know, I I knew I couldn't do everything else and I knew it wasn't productive to work on all, you know, 25 of the ideas that I had created. So I just promised myself I'm just working on these four. The next step of what I did is I created an action plan for each of those. So for my one-on-one coaching, I created an action plan, a strategy on how to actually get the word out about my coaching and how I would build a pipeline of people who were interested. And I'm going to talk about that here a little later. For the Facebook groups course, I did the exact same thing. For the resource library, for the Biz Women Rock Retreat, I basically just wrote down all my ideas. I brain dumped an entire idea Um, list of what could be done to get traction for each of those things and then organize that into a legitimate action plan. This led me to step number five and one of the things that I'm probably the most passionate about, which is I put the action plan into my calendar. I actually scheduled when I was going to be working on those components of the action plan. Now, It may not be, this might sound like a little overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to put it in my calendar to, you know, work on those three emails or to uh, post in my Facebook group or whatever that may be. It doesn't have to be that detailed, although if that works for you, absolutely go for it. The way that I have owned my schedule and the way that I put this action plan onto my schedule is I merely blocked out time for the types of work to do. So if I had, you know, time for uh, content creation in the morning, I knew that I would have to generate some emails. I knew that I would generate whatever message I was supposed to be speaking that day. And that energy with the and all that content created would go into this action plan. So I basically just said, what do I need to do in order to Uh, in order to execute this action plan and when am I going to do that? And then I put it on the calendar. The sixth step of what I did, and this was completely unplanned, is I hired a coach. And the reason that I hired a coach is because I knew once I started talking to her, I knew (laughs) that I needed to expand my mind. I hired her for a few reasons. The number one reason I hired her is because She was a lot further along in this process than where I was, and I saw some of myself, some of my business in her, and I knew that I just wanted to buy the time. I didn't want to spend another year figuring this stuff out, and so I chose to opt into coaching with her because I wanted her brain so it could accelerate my success. I wouldn't have to waste the time kind of trying to figure it out on my own. The other reason I hired her is because I needed some accountability. I needed to have somebody I could check in with who was sort of watching over me, who I who I was kind of scared of. (laughs) 
uh, that if I didn't show up doing what I said I would do, there was going to be repercussions to that. And not that there was any bad repercussions, but it was more like I I needed to up my game and I needed somebody else to watch over me and to hold me accountable to what I was actually saying. And finally, and probably the thing now looking back, I could say that was the most impactful was I needed someone to challenge me to think bigger than what I was thinking. When uh, when I went on this Katie retreat, I had it in my head that I just wanted Biz Women Rock to generate $100,000 in revenue in one year. And once I started actually going along this plan and seeing the results of this focus and seeing the financial results of what I was creating and packaging things a certain way and making offers and being able to give my community exactly what they were asking for, I saw that $100,000 was actually thinking pretty small. So I hired a coach because I needed someone to help me expand my thought process on what would what would even be possible beyond what I had ever thought about? So that has absolutely been one of the most impactful things for my business that I hired a coach to really help me out. The seventh thing that I did was I really recognized that as I was implementing this action plan for these four different components that I had decided to focus on, I saw that two of them fell flat to the bottom and two of them rose to the top. So I was able to adjust. The two that fell to the bottom were my resource library and my Facebook group's rock e-course. And a quick explanation on both of those. So the (laughs) Biz Women Rock library, I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but I'm just going to, you know, I'm super straight with you guys. I literally, it is probably a touch of a button and maybe an hour's worth of work for me to actually get that thing up and running. And this would be a place where all the content that I've ever created could live, that any sort of affiliate products and services that I really believe in could live. And all I would have to do is like refer people to the resource library. I still have not done this. (laughs) And it's really because everything else has taken precedence. Um, And the the potential for money with all of the other things were so much bigger than getting this resource library live. Now, I say that and then I'm going to commit to you that that's the first thing I'm going to be working on in 2017. (laughs) And perhaps I might actually get it done over the holidays. So that sort of went to the low end of the pile, uh, which meant that it got less and less of my energy. The other thing that went low on the pile is that throughout the weeks, which eventually turned into months of me executing this action plan, I recognized one major thing, that the biggest fallacy with creating online courses is that once you create them, you just put them up on your website and people buy them every single day. And that's not true. The truth is, is that there is an entire marketing plan and energy that is required to make sure that people are constantly getting filled into the funnel of that particular type of education. And so what I tried to do was I tried to move forward with what I had been doing at the time, which was like weekly uh, education about, and a weekly online workshop about Facebook groups and how powerful they are. And I just, um, it was very important for me not to like saturate my market. I didn't want to make sure, sh- I didn't want to like send you 80 emails every single time that was going on. So I, it was really important for me to do some Facebook ads and make sure I was talking to a whole new group of people who might find interest in it. And that, The creation of the Facebook ads, the energy it took into like building out that funnel at some point just got, 
I had to stop and recognize I this is a really good endeavor, but for my time right now, that is not where I want to spend it. That's a thing in and of itself. So I decided to focus my energy on the two things that were already producing big time for me, which was my one-on-one coaching and my Biz Women Rock retreat. So I want to dive into each of those separately and share with you the behind-the-scenes strategy that I used to generate revenue and activity for both of those offerings. So this is really going to be the how to actually launch a coaching business from nothing. A little bit of a backstory. I had mentioned before that I had tried mentorship uh, years ago when I first started, and it was because I was so against this idea of coaching. I did not want to be a coach, even though, by the way, as soon as I launched the podcast, I had people coming to me asking me if I would coach them, and I just adamantly shut them down. I said, nope, I'm not a coach, and this is when I have to infuse you with this lesson, which is if people are coming to you asking for something and you actually have a really good knack for doing it, perhaps you want to open your mind to doing it. And the reason being is the reason I didn't want to do it was not because I wasn't great at it and not because I didn't think I would actually love doing it. It was because everyone else and their mother seemed to be a coach. And I really just didn't want to. I was a little rebel. I didn't want to be like everyone else. And the unfortunate part about that is that actually stopped an entire revenue potential for me for two years. So I had one stint of back in 2014 of being a mentor that was sort of my version of trying it without calling myself a coach, which is just BS, let's say. Uh, And then uh, in, I want to say spring of 2016, I had a client, uh, a friend of mine say, okay, Katie, could you help me with this? And by the way, how much do you charge for your coaching? At which point I sort of blanked, stared at them and was like, well, let me let me let you know. I'll send you an email with some of my rates. <laughs> and I totally just BS'd it, okay? You you guys are getting the behind the scenes. I am totally honest with you. So what I did is I sent her what I thought was, a, you know, a totally doable package, something that sort of fit between what I believe that my time was worth and something I knew that she would say yes to. She did say yes to it. It was a three-month coaching, coaching package. At the time, it was $600 a month. And... So we did that, and it was really awesome. And then about a month later, I had another woman from my group kind of approach me and say, Katie, I'm interested in coaching with you. What would that look like? And so I kind of gave her the same thing. And um, what I discovered working with these two women was that I actually loved coaching, that I loved it. I was so lit up every single time I talked to them, and I realized that I had a gift for helping women get really, really clear about what was important to them in business and actually produce results based on strategic processes that would get them there. So that's when I, that is why in August when I went on my Katie retreat, I said, you know what, I'm really liking this. I'm going to put my energy to it. But at that point, I basically had no pipeline. No one knew that I was a coach. And even after all these years of running Biz Women of Rock, I had never put it out there that I offered coaching services. (laughs) I hope that you're laughing at my expense right now. So here's what happened. Here is how to build your coaching pipeline out of nothing. And I can't take credit for this. This is actually a recommendation and an idea I got from a friend of mine. But I executed it. It worked beautifully for me. What I did is I launched a contest. 
And the contest winner was going to win a free 90-minute strategy session with me. And the contest lasted for about two weeks. I made the announcement through my email list. I made the announcement in my group and on my page. And every couple times a week, I was talking about the contest. And in order to apply, you had to fill out a very quick survey and um, and then I was going to choose the winner. Now, one thing I knew, by the way, just to round you back, is that when I was creating my action plan, I was also very in touch with what my calendar was like. So I knew in the month of September, we were traveling to Greece. We were taking my daughter there, my parents there, Chris's parents there. And we were going and visiting family. So I understood that that was going to kind of keep me out of the normal flow of business for a little while. So I knew that if I could ramp up this contest and actually do the drawing while I was there, that would kind of be sexy, right? So I, that's what I did. That's where I put my focus. So I had 36 people apply to win the 90-minute strategy session. And while I was in Greece, we did a video where my daughter, Sedona, like I had written everyone's name like on a piece of paper, old school style. I put them all in a bucket and I had this video of my daughter picking out the name of the winner. And it was great. And I posted that in the group and on the page and I tagged everyone who had applied and that was fantastic. But here's the secret of what happened. So I reached out to the winner and I said, hey, congratulations, you won this, let's schedule up. And so she and I scheduled, we had a great 90 minute session and she then turned into uh, a regular client of mine. But here's what I did. The day after I did that contest and chose the winner, I sent a personal email out, not a, you know, not one sent through my email um, service. I sent a personal email to every single person who had applied but did not win and said, you know what? I am so grateful that you spent your time to apply for this. And although you did not win, what I would love to do as a thank you is give you a complimentary 25-minute strategy session. You know, no strings attached. All it is is you and me brainstorming on what you need in business right now, the one thing that you really need to focus on, and that's it. Out of the 36 people who applied, minus the one person who had won, out of those 35 people, 14 signed up for a complimentary 25-minute strategy session. And out of those 14 that signed up, three of them came on to become uh, long-term clients of mine. And then just by nature of me putting the energy out there and putting the word out there that I was a coach, two other women additionally outside of this contest then hired me as a coach. So I went from having two coaching clients with a community who had no idea that I could actually coach them and provide value for them in that way to now having an additional five clients, so a total of seven clients. And that is how I kicked off my coaching business. Now, the second part of this was the Biz Women Rock Retreat. So I just want to share with you one thing. I did many, many things, but I just want to share one thing that I did and put into action to see the results from this retreat. The very first thing to note was that when I marked it on my decision-making matrix back in August, it was not called the Biz Women Rock Retreat. It was called something else. But I knew the concept of it. I knew what I wanted it to be. So here's what I did. I started putting attention. I wrote down what it would be, how I could provide value, what information I wanted to give. And I sort of came up with the bare bones structure of what it would be. But I found myself very lost because I did not have a sexy name for it. I, it was called something like, you know, the 2017 Action Plan Summit, which was absolutely not sexy. So here's what I did. 
I posted it in our private Facebook group and said, ladies, here's what I am going to do. Here's what it is. Here's everything that is going to be provided. Here's the content. You're going to learn A, B, and C. The challenge is, is that I don't have a sexy name for it. Here are the names that I came up with, but they're not great. So can you give me some feedback on what I should call it? And I got, I don't even remember how many, I got dozens and dozens and dozens of comments giving me ideas on what I should call it. And one of those ideas was the Biz Women Rock Retreat. And Andrea Harrison, and I'll give her amazing credit for this, was she gave me a great tagline called, Dream it, plan it, do it. And I was like, that is exactly what this is. So number one, that post did two things. It got my community kind of a first glance at what I was creating. So it got them interested. And by the way, I also had mentioned in the post, hey, by the way, if this is something you'd be interested in, let me know that as well. So not only did I have people uh, giving me ideas, but I also had people saying, yes, I'm there. Just tell me when it is. I would definitely be interested. So that was really great. So number one, it got people a sneak peek into what I was about to you know, put out to the community. It gave them a, a little peek of interest. And secondly, um, it gave me the name of my retreat, which was fantastic. So when I then launched the retreat and actually made the official post in the group and on the page, I tagged all of those women who had given me ideas and said and let and told me that they were interested in coming. Hey, I thank you guys so much for helping me with this tag, you know, person here, tag person here, really appreciate it. Here's how you can go sign up. And I had an immediate rush of people register for the retreat. Okay. That's just one strategy that I did. Now, I want to actually go through my numbers with you. Now, remember, in the timeline, we're talking early August is when I sat down by myself and created these goals and this action plan. Now, and I knew that the remainder of August and September, because I was away, was going to be the ramp up. So now with all of the energy that was put into the focused action plan that I had, here's the results that it produced for October. During the month of October, after all of these sessions that I had, after all of those clients now coming on, $5,750 were brought in through coaching. And for the retreat, $7,376 were brought in for the retreat. And that was a combination of ticket sales and sponsorships. Additional revenue that was brought in for the month of October was one course, the Facebook Group's Rock course for $197 sold, $30 as an affiliate check from Audible, who I love. So if you're interested in Audible, you can go buy that there through my website, and $192 check for sponsorship for my podcast. And that brings us to a whopping total in October for $13,545. Now, that number in and of itself, because my business had never seen those types of revenues in one month, was pretty dang awesome. However, what was even more awesome was the fact that I continued to stay focused on my action plan and continued to pivot for what was evolving in my business, which was more interest in my education, more interest in my coaching. So I optimized that and the results proved in the month of November. So here are November's numbers. In the month of November, $13,539 were brought in through coaching, $1,921 were brought in through the retreat, 
And one ticket for the virtual retreat was sold at $397. And those revenues add up to $15,856. I want to sum this all up by giving you some of the biggest lessons that I learned from this whole process. The very first lesson is that the answer to bringing money into your business as fast as possible is to get incredibly focused with what you want and how to get it. And then create an action plan that will get you there and just stay focused on the action plan. This is why so many of my clients hire me, by the way, because they find themselves very determined to get to a goal, but a week goes by, two weeks go by, a month goes by, two months goes by, and all of a sudden they have forgotten and they're you know five ways north of where they really should be. So stay focused. That is the answer to actually getting the results that you want. And coming up with creative strategies, I mean, there are so many things that you can do. But remember, anytime that you're doing anything out there marketing related, anytime you're making calls, anytime you're on social media, anytime you're sending emails, you want to remember what it's coming back to. What offers do you have that you are pointing people towards The second major lesson that I learned is to create packages that really resonate with your audience, that resonate with your community members to those that you serve. You have to give them something that um, is digestible to them. So let me give you this example. And this is one that I've used with a lot of my clients. I want you to imagine that you are a librarian and you have thousands and thousands and thousands of books in this library. And you're on the street and you stop and talk to somebody and they say, I need a book. I am so ready for a book. I have to have books right now. And you say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that we met. I have a library with thousands of books. Why don't you come in? And that person walks into your library and they're staring at 8,000 books, which means that they freeze and they probably turn around and walk away because they don't know what to do. Versus if you had asked one or two more questions when you saw them on the street saying, well, what kind of books are you interested in? What is piquing your interest? What kind of things do you want to learn? And they told you a few of those things, then you could actually go grab three books off the shelf. And instead of prancing them into this library of 8,000 books, you could simply give them the three books that you've created for them that they have specifically said that they need and want. And now you have a package. So much of why we do not generate revenue is because we have a very bland statement about what we offer versus packaging it in a way that is easily accessible to our customer. So packaging was a major lesson that I learned. And one of the biggest lessons overall that I learned was to go deeper with what you are already offering. And what that means is that instead of offering 20 different things, focus on the one or two things that people are already taking you up on that are already, they're already telling you that that they get value out of it because they're paying you for it and ask yourself what more you could offer. Meaning, This is the exact example. If someone is coming to your retreat and they have paid and invested money in coming, they have told you with their dollars that what you are providing is important and valuable. And making the assumption that you hit it out of the ballpark and you do a great job providing exactly what they want, you now can ask yourself, 
what are they now ready for that I can package correctly and offer them? So what are you currently offering that you can ask yourself, what is my client or customer now ready for that I can offer them? So that gives you a great idea on what you can now offer. What's the next thing? What? How can you go deeper with your current clients? And that's how I came up with offering a certain type of coaching package at the retreat because I knew those were the women who were getting so much value in the room, in that experience. And then I didn't want to just like throw them into the wind afterwards. I wanted to say, hey, if you want to dig into this stuff deeper, if you want to actually make sure that you hit these goals that you've now created here's how we can work together. And I created a special package just for them. And I had a few of those women take me up on that. So ask yourself, how can I go deeper with what I'm already offering? What do the people who work with me already in some way, shape, or form, what are they now ready for that I can offer? So those are my biggest lessons from this entire time on how I have had two months of back-to-back five-figure months out of basically kind of out of nothing. (laughs) So I wanted to share that with you. I hope this provided so much value to you. If you have any interest in getting super clear and generating these kinds of results for your business, I am such a believer that the acceleration of time goes incredibly fast when you are focused and when you take action on the very clear vision that you've now created. Action results can happen very, very fast. So if you need help with that, if you want focus, if you want you know, assistance and accountability and brainstorming on how you can actually produce those results, I have a few spots left open for coaching clients in 2017. So please feel free to reach out to me, Katie at bizwomenrock.com. We can have a conversation about what your needs are. Make sure we're a good fit. I hope that this has been super helpful for you. I would love to hear what you got out of this. So please make sure to go into our private Facebook group, Biz Women Rock, and post in there and share about what you got out of this episode. If it resonated with you, if it opened some ideas for you, I would love to hear. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode. You're a podcaster, or maybe you're about to be a podcaster. Either way, you are 100% certain that you now need to outsource the post-production of your show. Number one, because you know it'll save you time, and you can spend that time working on the things that are most important in your business that you love. And secondly, because you really want to step up the sound quality of your podcast. So what do you do? You call Danny Osmond with Emerald City Productions. You already know that outsourcing your podcast production is going to save you tons of time, but is the sound quality really worth it? Well, check it out for yourself. This is an example of a podcast episode before Emerald City Productions. All right, Max, thanks for thanks for coming down and chatting. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're a pretty busy gentleman these days. You got the got the new record coming out, traveling all over the place, and you got a podcast. Oh yeah. And this is that same show after Emerald City Productions. All right, Max, thanks for, thanks for coming down and chatting. Hey, hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're a pretty busy gentleman these days. You got the, got the new record coming out, traveling all over the place, and you got a podcast. Oh, yeah. Sounds a lot better, right? Are you wondering how to keep current listeners of your show around longer? 
Make sure that they have great listening experiences with you. Outsourcing your podcast production can sound very scary at first, but it's really not. Danny is giving you a very special deal for $15 per episode for your very first four episodes and then $40 after that per episode. That is an incredible deal. Make sure to take him up on it. EmeraldCityPro.com forward slash bizwomenrock. Rock. 